This is an audio-only podcast taken from a Twitch live stream, so some content may not make sense outside of its live environment, and there may be short breaks in the audio. Welcome to 1v1, a Hitching Post podcast where I talk to retro streamers, uh, musicians, gamers, devs, and ask those important questions like, why is the ZX Spectrum the greatest 8-bit computer ever made? Um, maybe some because other questions. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That was possibly designed for this particular guest. Uh, tonight, we're talking to Beanie, aka Beanhead81, his Twitch handle. Uh, I'm not going to tell you his real, real name. He can if he wants, but that isn't the uh, first, the, the whole point of this. So, um Welcome. Thank you for coming on the very first episode of 1v1. I hope you're well. Uh, to me? Oh, I am. Thank you, mate. Oh, that is you. That is definitely to you, yes. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> yes, I am, mate. Thank you very much for uh, for inviting me, mate. It's very, very kind indeed. You're most Good welcome. Good to see you. You're, yeah. you're looking radiant as always, mate. I'm looking like my hair. Something's gone wrong with it, but it'll do. What the fuck? At least, hey, I've got hair. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> um, unlike most of my viewers, apparently. Um, hey, Tara. Hey, Pixels. How you doing? Welcome to the stream. So what is 1v1? Beanie's been asking all pretty much all week because he hasn't got a clue. It's literally what it says. It's me versus Beanie. We're not actually fighting, though. We're just going to talk. We're going to rem- reminisce. I thought, what would be cooler than hearing myself on Beanie's stream? That's weird. What would be cooler than a 1v1? Um, chat with people that I admire, enjoy, um, look up to, respect, whatever the words you want to use, uh, and, and ask them about things that people always ask me about, which is why, you know, stuff like, you know, what was your first console? What was your first this? What's your first that type thing? So I thought it'd be kind of nice and we could just do it kind of chat and just, you know, drink coffee and just relax. And hopefully we'll um, bounce ideas off each other. And if not, then this is the first and last episode of 1v1. <laughs> so I'm sure it'll be fun. It, it's it's going to be fun. Beanie's picture is mirrored. I know. We know Beanie. <clears throat> if I unmirror Beanie, I mirror myself, I think. So, um, and, and that would drive me up the wall too. I don't know how you fix that. I have no idea. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, first game in memory. Do you have one? Can you think that far back? I struggle, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, blimey. Um, first game in memory. Um, yeah, I ask the easy questions here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, start, start with an easy one, why don't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, very early gaming memories. Um, Family-wise, we had uh, we had an Intellivision system, which <sighs> was kind of our introduction into um, into gaming generally and i think i was probably about i think i was probably about five when we got that five years old so it should give you some sort of indication as to my age and no it isn't 81 thanks <laughs> um but yeah that that kind of thing um and uh an astro wars little handheld um, oh my god the little silver with the round screen and the little yeah, joystick little grandstand oh, things yeah. like, they're god. amazing yeah, yeah. They, they are amazing um Dazza bought one second hand fairly recently. I can um, actually see it on the picture behind you. 
Does. He can because he's holding it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, he's backwards though on that. Um, yeah. Well, not for you, perhaps. But. Not for me. Well, the Astro, to, to be fair, the Astro Wars is pretty much symmetrical, so it looks the same. It's kind of fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that kind of thing. Um, that that was that was it really. And we had we we I think just before the Intellivision, we had like these little um, almost like learning quiz book contraption thing so you fold it was sort of a long rectangle device flip it up and it had a book with a series of questions kind of like a uh, a mastermind sort of thing yes is that the one with the led lights it has got some led lights on it yes i vaguely remember i, I see there's the whole purpose of this is i <laughs> completely fucking forgot about that so yeah i can't wow. remember what it is and i don't i haven't seen one for for years and my, my folks haven't got it unfortunately but um yeah it's uh that that's kind of it, and that's all sort of around four, four sort of five years old, really. Um, what about you? Are you uh... my very first video gaming memory is probably Pong on the original arcade system in an actual arcade. I don't know why, but my hometown, some shitsville in the middle of shit county, had an original Pong. It, I think they made something like 2,000 or 3,000 of these Pong machines and shipped them out globally. And for some reason, my hometown got one. We did actually have three arcades, uh, and there's, there was two on Silver Street. There was the nice one on Silver Street. So if you search for Silver Street, shit town, you'll probably find where I come from. And, uh, and then there was the really crappy, dingy one that nowadays kids wouldn't be allowed in. Uh, but back then, nobody cared. Um so and, and there was a pong in there and i remember i used to go in and i used to play non-video games before the video games came out being slightly older than you and most people on here at least and i used to like put the pennies into you know where we used to stack up the coins and then it shoved them off and you always thought the gravity was easy it turned out no I don't know how they work, maybe magnetic or something, but they could have a big cliff of coins hanging over like that, but they never fell. So I used to do that, and I used to do the horse racing one, but then one day I went in, and I do remember it quite vividly because it just stood out, and there's this thing, and it's making noises. It was a very simple noises, beep, bop, beep, bop type thing, and I went over to it, and there's a bat and a ball, and, and they're doing things, and there's a little pads and stuff like that and i'm like mom 10p please i think it was 10p i can't remember so i i, I slapped 10 pence in and i'm just like oh my god this is the f I, I don't know how old i was I, I was definitely under 10 i was probably about seven years old and um i was like this is the literal future uh actually i think i was younger than seven uh, younger than 10 i was probably about it's probably about six and uh, I obviously went in with parents at the time. And uh, yeah, I remember playing that and I just thought, this is the future. And about, must have been a year or two later, Grandstand popped out the home version of that. The Grandstand, uh, it had it had um, Pong, which was you against a wall. Then you flicked a little switch and it had 2v2, so one against the other side. Then it had, uh, for some reason, it had um, a kind of a, a, a two, I think it was squash. It was two against a wall. That was it. And then it had American football. And it was actually called American football. And it was two on either side. So you had four players. Trust me, American football doesn't play like that. 
<laughs> literally pong it across, but it was called American football. And uh, I, I remember that so well. It was so good. And, and that was my first home console. And I also had, um, I also remember before Astro Wars, because Astro Wars was about 84-ish, wasn't it? I think. I think it was, yeah, it was a, it was around then, yeah. yeah. yeah so actually, now, now you're saying that, it was probably that was a good couple of years after uh, after the Intellivision then. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had um, Intex Space Invaders, which was, uh, anybody listening to the audio podcast isn't going to get this, but it's about the size of, a, of an average book. So it was kind of like that by that type, by that type thing. And uh, it had red LEDs. So there was no animations on it. It just literally lit up an LED, which lit up a cutout of a space invader and then to move it across that led blinked off this led blinked on so it was like on off on off on and the space invader moved across and uh and yeah it had big chunky yellow keys and it was absolutely fantastic i think i got that around i'm gonna say 79 ish but i could be wrong intense space invaders so of course yeah. those, those home uh sort of pong machines they they started to they, i mean they were perhaps they must have been Tens, hundreds of derivatives of different different flavors of them. Oh, the, yeah, um, all sorts, weren't there? Um, yeah. uh, the grandstand, the grandstand one was it orange? Was it an orange unit or was it a? It was orangey colored. Yes, yeah. It was kind of um, it wasn't like a fresh orange. It was more like a hey, let's do orange that looks like it's been left out in the sun for thirty years. Kind of a pukey, beigey orange. <laughs> but it had, a, I think, that was more of the highlights, and it had some brownie gray on it it was pure plastic it was literally made out of plastic and um yeah and it had two little slide out things uh controllers and you could put two more into the back of it i think it was so you could have four players and they literally slid out and all they did was uh swivel left and right just turn left to right yeah yeah. yeah yeah and to be fair i don't ever remember sitting there and getting frustrated with those controllers i never remember those controllers breaking I mean, all they did was turn. It was literally, you know, it's like a potentiometer. You go this way, it moves the bat down. You go that way, it moves the bat up. So it was great. Oh, and oh, was it Entex Space Invaders? Not Entex. Okay, 1980. There you go. I was close. I was close. It's many, many years ago now. <laughs> literally 42 years ago. So, yeah. Wow, 42 years, mate. We've been doing this way too long. Not this, but just play, living. Playing video games. It's living. <laughs> it's living, yeah. Just existing. You call it living. <laughs> um, apparently, Dinosaur has a radio, a, ra- a rado fin, a radio fin. Wow, that sounds mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, there were loads. There were, there were just, I mean, I, I remember the Entex one that I had. There was, um, there was a bright yellow version that had... I think that was more like a Galaxians than a Space Invaders, but it was exactly the same. It just went beep, bop, beep, bop, beep, bop across the top. It never did anything else. And I got that for Christmas and I played that for at least, I remember playing that for at least two years nonstop and probably more, to be honest. But of course, you get around to 81, 82, and then you start getting ZX81s and Spectrums and, you know, and things. So that thing, that thing was like, yeah. Push to the side, yeah. but that was, but that was at a time when advancements were so, so drastic. There were just there yeah. were just massive changes every time an iteration of a of a platform came out or 
you know, jumping from eight sixteen bit to you know going yeah. further forward, but literally noticeable. Oh yeah, um, and I, you just don't get that these days. You just don't, and it's it is a real shame, I think. Um, but I don't I don't know where you'd go with it to be honest. I guess the next step is uh, literally plugging yourself in and being intravenously fed. That's that's the next big step, and that is a big step. That's a huge step. So. And I, I embrace it and wish it was now. <laughs> I could just do this. You're like, you put your webcam on. No, avatars only. I'm I'm horribly thin and dehydrated and have pipes sticking out of my nose. <laughs> do, do you think do you think we I mean we grew up of a similar age, kind of. You maybe did things slightly after I did them. Younger than us, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you're doing. But we did very similar things, still. You know, mm. you like like you like the Spectrum. I like the Spectrum. It was the what? What was the computer? Was it the Spectrum? The kind of the computer that you the what's the best way to describe the cemented your will your your want to be in that gaming era the the industry anything like i mean even if you're not now i always wanted to be in the gaming industry and it was definitely the spectrum that finally went oh yeah now we're there i mean what was it for you was it the same yeah absolutely that um absolutely that i I kind of looked up to um uh my cousin who's four years older than me um so 85 and he um (laughs) He had a we we used to go we used to go over there as kind of um as you did around Christmas, New Year, wanna go, you know, one family go to aunts yep. and uncles for Christmas, one come back for New Year, that kind of thing. Um and um one year we went and oh, it was probably eighty three, maybe eighty four. About eighty three it must have been, I suspect. Um and he got a Spectrum forty eight K and uh, it was down in his front room um, on a little 14-inch CRT thing. Yep. And it was it was just the most mind-blowing thing ever um, from, you know, from playing in television soccer, which <laughs> um, it looks, I mean, it's, it's all right, it's playable, but it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty rudimentary. Going from that to them playing Way of the Exploding Fist, which was, that was the first time I'd ever seen a Spectrum um, yeah. 48K in action. And it just blew me away, just absolutely blew my mind. Um, and then I think just harping on about it for for ages. And we got one as a family, probably the following Christmas, I think it must have been. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I was, it was that was it. I was done. Um, Spectrum just completely, just that that was that was it. And that, I think that's probably why nostalgia wise, I've still got the love for the Spectrum because that's where I started. But actually. There's there's still there's still a lot of good stuff on it. Even even a lot of the old stuff is still really good. Yeah. Um the first game I actually got with with that spectrum was Hypersports. Um nice. so went in with a pretty good one to start with. Um and uh, yeah, doing that on a on the old forty eight K rubber keys was entertaining. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that is absolutely that. And that's that's where it started and it, it never stopped. It never, never stopped. I can't imagine doing hypersports on that keyboard behind me. I just—it was entertaining. Just, Sometimes yeah. some of the keys got stuck down. <laughs> yes, I remember doing that. I used to code on that thing, like literally code on it properly, 
and um, I, I got quite fast at it because, as you know, it's got shortcut keys and everything, which yeah. it needs. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I could, I could probably still code basic faster on that than I could code on my PC keyboard in front of me. Uh, after a little bit of getting used to it, anyway. Um, and yeah, I, I used to it's stuck underneath, so you're like simple line is print and then there's 55 p's following it because you and then you're like yeah yeah so yeah brilliant keys absolutely brilliant i love it um it's just such a it was it was so powerful for for its time for such a relatively um relatively reasonable price compared to things like commodore 64 and and other systems and it was just yeah yeah it's amazing yeah uh, do do you remember? Um, I'm pretty sure you did. I know I said it. I know all my mates believed me, so I'm sorry, all my mates. Forty years ago, I I lied. Apparently, I got it wrong. But do you remember saying, "Um, wow, sixteen kilobytes will never need any more," or forty eight in the in your case? <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I ever said that, but only because I didn't know. I didn't know any better. It, that that was it. I think when you when you had that, and I had a forty eight k for for a good couple of years. I think when that when that was all you knew, um, yeah. and that's what you were used to, um, and people kept pushing boundaries, and that and that was part of the joy um, of having systems with such tight constraints yeah. that people would bleed the the most out of it as as much as they possibly could. Probably didn't actually really realise and appreciate it as much as I do now. I don't think. Um, people like Tim Follin, who, from a from a music point of view, could just do amazing things with a forty eight k beeper chip. It's just unreal. Yeah. Um, you know, coding engines to make music in forty eight k games. It's just nuts. Absolutely insane. I'll, I'll have you know, I was an expert at playing Ferdelees on the beeper tune because that was in ZX Spectrum manual. <laughs> I remember putting it in. Like it took me, it must have took me forever because I'm pretty sure I did several spelling mistakes. It was one of the first things I ever put in was this. And I'm like, Dad, Mum, it makes music. And, you know, they're like, wow, that is so, they were lying, obviously. You know, they were so impressed. And uh, I was like, yay, I did it. What is it? I have no no clue what Pedalis was. It's just sat there beeping away in horrendous tones. And I'm like, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> Didn't tell me. <laughs> so that's that was, that was that doing that kind of thing is absolutely the gateway then to going into well what if I change this? Yeah. And what if yeah. I or what happens if I change this this number for this number and that's that's how yeah. it all starts, isn't it? That's as, how it, as it you've done on your streams. Indeed, indeed, and yeah, when you take yeah. advice from me, and you sat there going, "Oh my God, I'm now blind." Thank you. <laughs> but the, but that that worm race program, I programmed um, that was a good. programming from a book called Worm Race, which yep. was which we then faffed around with and changed. That was the first thing I ever coded on a 48k Spectrum. Oh, um, wow! So for me, it was having the book um, kind of. You know, put a tear in my eye. It was like I can't can't believe I've I've got a copy of it. It was that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then to actually code it back in again. Um, I told my parents, of course, that we, I put this I put this in on stream. We coded worm race again, and they remember it. They yeah. they remember it as well. It's just it's nuts. Forty years on, and it's you know 
they they still remember it as much as I do because it because it doing things like that's the first time you've ever seen things like that, isn't it? So it is. it's just yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it's amazing, amazing right? time. That, that is so cool. And you waited till you were eighty-one years old to do that. I know, I know. I haven't <laughs> aged a day since. It's amazing. <laughs> What oh, you mean now, not four years ago? Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, okay, so 77. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Emma says, I don't think anyone will realize just how much computing resources end up wasting up on tri trivial shit in the future. Very, very true. Very, very true. Um, I was talking about the 16K thing. I remember when I first started programming and I did it on my first computer. What? Well, Technically, my first computer was a ZX80, but first computer with any semblance of actual power of memory without upgrading to death was a Spectrum. Uh, but it was a 16K. And I remember saying the same thing of what I said, you know, we don't need any more. And then about a year later, I was like, yeah, dad, can you talk to your mate at Sinclair again? I need the 48K upgrade. <laughs> I was doing something and I was like, okay, it works. It's quiet. I'm out of memory. Bugger. Dad. <laughs> so they sent it back. I got the 48K upgrade built into it. They actually just changed the chips on it or whatever. And I was, uh, you, was it as simple as, um, was it something you could do yourself or was it a, did you have to send it back to? This one to went back. This one, Sinclair. Yeah. My old man knew somebody who worked at Sinclair um in the manufacturing department mm. so i actually got mine before it was even for sale direct from sinclair uh, so mine literally did come held together by sellotape inside there was literally a chips with sellotape there was no solder on the goddamn thing at all um, i learned to solder when i was a kid from taking my zx spectrum 16k to my it teacher te technical tech technology teacher sorry it wasn't it at that point um, and um, he was fascinated by this thing, this little black box. He was, he was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. He hadn't seen one before because they weren't for sale yet. And um, so, you know, he's like, oh, what's this chip do? Okay, put it back type thing. And he just he literally just pull them out. Um, the, the old rumors have been held together by Bluetech and Sellotape were not a lie. They were very, very true. Um and then, of course, they started selling them mail order. And then, of course, they went into BH Smiths and things like that. Uh, so for me, I had to send it back anyway, because I don't think anybody really knew how to do it. And you couldn't really get the chips unless you were. It wasn't like now where you can just go to 50 million websites and just ordering UZ80. You know, yeah. they, they, they were ordered in thousands by Sinclair cheaply. Thanks, Clive. Um we're not talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I sent it back and about, I think it was about, it must have been six weeks, something like that. It was ages. I remember it being ages. But as a kid, two days is ages, isn't it? So, you oh, know. I suppose, yeah. And uh, it came back and I'm like, oh, God, I've got, you know, so much room now, like three times the space. And and uh, I don't think I ever filled up anything with over 40. I, I don't think I even got close to 32, let alone 48. So and of course most of that was low memory anyway. So you know it was it was kind of you didn't obviously get the full forty eight k. But um, yeah, but never needed any, any more than forty eight k. Definitely never needed any more than forty eight k. Never would ever. Honestly. No, never would ever. No, no. This all this stuff that we're doing right now, forty eight k, easy. 
<laughs> Easy. How you doing, Mr. Gray? Welcome, welcome. I'm Mr. Cola and Adam from Commodore Chronicles. How you doing? Uh, we're talking to Beanie, to Beanhead81. We're having a 1v1, the first ever. We're just chatting. If you have any questions for Beanie or for me, then feel free to throw them in there. Um, 640k is the correct amount of memory. Yes, PC users. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming anyway. Oh, dear. Um, retro. I, I know you fairly well now, but some of these guys don't. You're not just into retro games, are you? You, you like retro. You're like me. If it's retro, it's, it's mostly cool. It can be clothes, tapes, records. Um, yeah. What what comic books into what what kind of things are you into? Um, non sexual I mean, stuff. Yeah, sorry. Non sexual. This is going on oh. Apple. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. well, all right. Well, this will be quick then. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, comic books. Um, not really. I've not. I've not really. I don't think I ever really got into comic books uh, particularly, but. Um, uh, music and vinyl cassettes. Um, I mean, video game vinyl is a is not. It's not a retro thing, mm -hmm. um, but it is a. Um, it's it's using an an old medium to to provide old music in a new way, but yeah. in an old fashioned it's kind, kind of, of way. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's probably a good way to good way to put it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, music, music for me as a kid was very, was very important. It was pretty much, um, along with, along with the, with the computer stuff. That was kind of, that was kind of me really music, yeah. old computers, that, that was it really. So, um, uh, yeah, re retro clothes, I kind of, I went through a phase probably in my, in my thirties of sort of going back to way back beyond my years, back to sort of the kind of sixties clothes and things like that. I think yeah. as you sometimes do when, yeah. even when I still had a few strands of hair left. Um, so I could do something with that as well. Um, but that's kind of, yeah, that, that, that's all past. You've got plenty um, of hair. Look, you got loads of hair. <laughs> well, it's all on there. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't quite look right. If you shave it off and then stick it on, um, discovered. uh, but uh yeah um retro i think i think where there's a lot of so it's interesting you say about appreciation so a lot of appreciation for um for books that are kind of reprinted in with retro looking covers um and um sort of classical style um classical style books um and classic books that have been recovered and things like that that's that's quite yeah they always, they're, the they're the, quite the nice Jules Verne's of the world, that kind of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Treasure yeah. Islands and yeah. um, you know various bits and pieces. So yeah, um, absolutely that that kind of thing. Um, and and just general tech retro wise, I think um, you know uh, old style video recorders um, that yeah. that have some serious mechanisms to them. You know when they when you when the tape the VCR kind of pops the tape up. That was yeah. that was a that was a thing for me. I quite quite enjoyed that it's, kind it's of thing. It's a good Rip. feeling. It's like when you pop open the tape on a Spectrum. It's got <clears> that <throat> clink, the clunk. It's 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 real. It's solid. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really hard to explain to somebody who might not know what 
that feeling feels like if you've never had it. But it's literally like, oh, and there's 40 years worth of thud. It's yeah. just <laughs> boom, just kind of comes together. It's really yeah, yeah. That, that little Ferguson um, cassette drive that I've got that connects to that connects up to the 48K. Yeah. When you press the eject button on that, it's, I mean, it's got so, it's got way too much resistance it shouldn't have that much i don't think but yeah. when it ejects and the thunk that it makes it's it goes right through you it's 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 so satisfying um yeah so a lot of, a lot of systems like that um of course things like the old woolworth's record player that was a that was a thing just a big wooden box yeah with a wooden lid and then you <laughs> lifted it up and it'd, it'd stack up about 30 records and you know that that kind of thing that was yeah. they what, what was your what was your first record player I mentioned mine on stream several times. So, first record player. Yeah. Um, I think it was it was probably a Woolworths one that we had as a family. Genuinely, I think it was just a, a wood grain, yeah, lump of thing wood. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah. It's just wood. That's, that's all it was. Yeah. Wood and a, and a record player mechanism with a couple of fairly big wooden speakers, but they always sounded really bassy, really deep. Um, some, it's probably because they actually were made out of wood, and they probably weighed a ton. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, very um, Yeah, I think that that's probably probably my first my first. I say my first turntable. It was kind of the one that we we had as a um, as a as a family, I guess. Um, I think my first unit would have been like a MIDI hi-fi thing. A, um, might have been a Sanyo or a, um, yeah. a Bush or something like that. We're which so, was we're, so, we're talking young teens there then. <clears throat> Oh no, probably, um, probably uh, nine, ten years old. I think okay. maybe. Okay. Um, but it it was at a time when the wood had passed, and it was everything was kind of chrome looking. Yeah. But had a tape deck in it, record player with a lid, and all that, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. yeah. My my first record player was, I believe, it was a Fisher Price, but it might have been something else, and I must have been seven ish. <laughs> Six ish, seven ish. If, if you're going back that far, do you mean the little plastic one with the little red, blue, and yellow records that you could that you could swap out and change? Or no, was it no, it was an actual proper turntable. Yeah, really, it, it plays proper LPs. And I had a, I've I mentioned this before. I, I had, I had a proper LP, like you know, a twelve-inch LP, and it had pictures of teddy bears and dolls on the front of it, and it was kids, some like kids' nursery rhymes or something, and they sang, and it was on an actual proper big again what is it with the bright orange from all the old shit it's like faded orange so it's this faded orange kind of top that you clunked off and then there's this speakers were built inside it it probably sounded terrible i can't remember and i used to put it in the middle of you know those mats that you get that have the cityscape on them you can drive around the cars it was completely flat uh, I had one of them and I put it on and my mate used to come over and I used to be the local town DJ. So I used to play like nursery rhymes and stuff. <laughs> and I soon progressed to actual music, but I remember, you know, like, I can't remember what I've said, but it would have been along the lines of a squeaky high pitched and here's the top 10 hit from Toy Town, you know. <laughs> because I was used to listening to, you know, Radio 1 presenters and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I, I love that. God, I got I could tear in my eye just thinking about that. <laughs> so yeah, that's oh, pretty awesome. I I thought you meant yeah. I did think you meant the the little um. You could get like a little Fisher Price 
uh, a little toy one. I remember had, the Fisher Price ones. Yeah, used to just go around on a. I mean, of course they did. They went around on a groove, but yeah. the you know there's only like five grooves on the whole thing. And yeah, it, it and the, the, about that thing. thick the record. That was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This this was an actual. I don't think I had one of those kiddie ones, um, but I definitely had a real turntable. So I, I like you again, similarities. I was music was very important to me. And I went, I'm not, it, the, there would have been a smaller step, but I essentially went from that kiddies record to stuff like Pink Floyd. I, I just, you know, I heard something and it was like, boom, I leaped and I was off into punk rock and, you know, all those kind of things, punk rock, progressive rock. And um, I'm pretty sure that, but I don't, I must have played. Oh God, did I really play some of my original Pink Floyd from like 79 on this crappy plastic Fisher-Price type? I probably did at some point, but then I, I do remember for one of the Christmases, and it's got to have been around 1980-ish, I got an Amstrad. Um, fantastic audio system, in my opinion. And it was one of those built into the wooden cabinets. So it was oh, about yay size, high. Huh? Yeah. It had I used to put your records at the bottom. Yeah, it had the full-size smoke glass door that you push oh, in and it pops open and then record deck on top and <laughs> twin tape decks. FM with no limitation, so I could listen to the police and the um, and the ambulance bands and things like that, which yeah. I often did. Long wave, so I listened to space, not knowing that in reality it was just our shit going up and in, but bounce back down. To me, it was space at that point. Um <laughs> You know, type thing. <laughs> yeah, loved it, loved it, absolutely loved it. Uh, we got some questions uh, from the people in chat, so I'm going to read those out. Um, Dinosaur wants to know what was the most disappointing retro gaming moment. Um, anything that should have been left as nostalgia? Oh wow, that's a hard one. Uh, I, th I think cool. personally most of mine. I don't. I'm. I'm suspecting yours might be the same, uh, but most of mine comes now, playing retro now and saying, "Ooh, that's not like I remember it." Back then, I, I was never really disappointed. Because even if you go out and buy some crappy NES cart, you know that was what you'd bought, or a Spectrum. I guess Spectrums before that. So we'll buy a Spectrum tape, War of the Worlds. Okay, brilliant tape. I own it again, thanks to Beanie. <laughs> and I remember putting that in, and even that game was brilliant back then. And it wasn't. It really, really wasn't. <laughs> so I don't really have any from back in the time. I don't know about you, because I was quite happy. I spent my three quid, and I was I was impressed. I think my, my disappointment, I think... I've got there's one thing that um I've I've certainly mentioned before um which sticks out as being a pretty big disappointment to me so when I finally leapt from um from the Specky to Commodore Amiga um the first game that I put on was Days of Thunder on the Amiga because I had the pack with Days of Thunder uh I think it was Oh God! What else was it? Uh, Shadow of the Beast Two was on it, and uh, I can't remember what the third one was. There were three games in it, and um, Deluxe Paint Three, I think it would have been at the time. Um, and Days of Thunder put that on. I thought, oh, go with a racing game, and it is, 
I mean, it is so bad. It is such a bad game. <laughs> and I tried so hard to to kind of get enthused by it and sort of admire it. And it's just terrible. There's, yeah. there, is, there are no redeeming features for it. Absolutely none at all. Um, the crowd looks like vomit. Just it's just <laughs> pixelated vomit. It's it's awful, and it moves, it moves slower than um, than Outrun on the Spectrum. It Ooh. is it's it's that bad. It's it's freeze frame at points. It's Ouch. so bad. Yeah. And I think I thought, what have I done? What 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 has happened? I I thought this was you know I genuinely thought this was going to be the future. Yeah. Um, I kind of in the back pocket, I knew that um my my friend over the road from me got a uh, kickoff too which we'd played before and as being at the time the best football game i'd, I'd ever played i still love kickoff um, football game yeah because we don't you know football manager we know he's the greatest football game Obvi- ever made. obviously yes, yes obviously that um, i found out 40 years later <laughs> <laughs> but that i think i genuinely thought it's not all it's cracked up to be um and then and yeah, and and then I think it was there was a lot of that that perhaps jaded my opinion a bit of of the Amiga, and I was always a bit more wary then. And maybe that was just maybe that was just me growing up because I, yeah. I don't know, must have been fourteen, fifteen, I think, when I got that. So it was just a period of growing up, I think, thinking, well, actually, not everything isn't amazing, yeah. um, and you've just got to take some things with a bit of a pinch of salt. That's the so. thing when we see the future when we're younger. When, when you get, I mean, I kind of did the same on the Amiga as well. Shadow of the Beast. It literally made me go and buy an Amiga 1200. Now, I wasn't a kid at the time, but it had the same feeling. And when I booted it up and I'm like, wow, I just wasted my money. Where did the future go? What happened? What went wrong? <laughs> at least that's got some, rede- some redeeming qualities. At least it's got nice visuals, great parallax scrolling. At least it, it looks aesthetically yeah, fairly pleasing. It, it's a lie when they run it in the shops in Dixons. I know, I know you, Dixons. I, I see you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've got to have that. That looks amazing. Yeah, that's probably the lesson that I learned from all from, in my entire life. One of the biggest lessons is to try before you buy, and I never tried that. And I would mm. never have bought an Amiga 1200 if it wasn't for Shadow of the Beast. Mm. So, would that have been a good thing or a bad thing? Don't know. Can't say. Yeah, in in a kind of a sort of an alternate reality version, I, I would never have bought Days of Thunder if I didn't buy an Amiga. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the Amiga. It's a life lesson, I suppose either yeah. way. <laughs> the Amiga is a lie. God damn it! We 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 saw. Look <laughs> at those people that go. He's starting again on the Amigas. I actually like Amigas. It's Commodore. I can't stand. And, um, and me, absolutely love it. I think it's a great platform. Yeah, it is. Platform. It is a fantastic platform. Um. Amiga for Mortals has asked a question. Uh, I'm interested from both of you. Uh, this kind of goes to nostalgia. What was the draw of the Japanese games? Because I've seen both of you play quite a few Japanese games on stream. Um, I'm pretty sure the answer for us both is the same, but I'm going to let Beanie wax um, the um, for For me, it is, it, it's kind of twofold, really. One is, um, one is, being able to get hold of systems and play games that you that weren't readily available in the UK, um, and I think on systems that were available in the UK, it's 
games development in Japan was so far removed and so far ahead of, of what we had um, in the Western, in, certainly in the, in, in the West for, for some time. Yeah. Um, and you can tell that from the libraries of of quite a lot of console systems in, in particular. Um, so for me, it's it's getting hold of games that you just, you never, you know, you might see in a screenshot in a magazine once yeah. and, um, you know, you'd, you'd never see it. You'd never actually see the game. You'd never, I mean, half, half the case, you'd never see a system who, you know, not many people I know had seen Neo Geo's round airway um, or PC engines or things like that. I used to see PC engines in magazines all the time import only and i'm like yep. i want one and i never got yep. one until many many years later uh, so, so yeah yeah same thing same thing with the games and the systems for me for, for me it started back then it mm. was a case of you know and we're talking nes era so you know 80s and stuff and it was a case of there's there's this magazine and i'm reading it and there's this game and it's full of amazing looking the covers alone on Japanese games just look so much better. You know, the more colours, better drawings. And then there's this ridiculous font that you can't read, you know, or at least I couldn't and uh, and still can't. And the game just looked great. And then you're like, okay, where's our equivalent? And this one's not coming. You can import it for, uh, I don't know, 150 quid. Back in the 80s, 150 quid's not uh, cheap nowadays, but back in the 80s, that was... That was like four or five hundred quid or whatever, you know, and it plus you had to rely on this page in a in a, in a magazine because there was no internet, not like we have today, not the internet, and so you know you'd have to call up some toll free number or something, and and you know you get some person on the and you had to trust these guys with your fortune of money. And then you get the game over, which I never, I never imported anything back then, because I just, I didn't know how. Even though the how was in front of me, I, I didn't know how. I didn't know whether I should. I didn't know whether I could. Whether I'd get ripped off. Whether I wouldn't. And you can't just like you know pop on the internet and Google like, is it safe to use? Because so, there was no. See, so I test your mates, and your mates are like, I don't know. I've seen it too. I want one. <laughs> you buy one first. I'll buy one next. You know. And um, so, <laughs> what's an internet? Yeah, it's like a big BBS. Um, so yeah, I was the same. But and the Japanese library is just better. It's also different. And yeah. I think we, in Europe at least, kind of got a little bit shafted. We didn't feel it at the time, mostly. I mean, we could play Sonic One on Mega Drive and didn't feel we got shafted. It was brilliant. Now we look back and we play it and we're like, wow, we got shafted, you know. Yeah. Um, so we kind of got shafted with PAL titles and things for most systems up until at least PS2 and Dreamcast. And um, there were these other titles that didn't have borders, you know. And so so the picture instantly looked like, oh, that actually takes up my TV instead of this much of my TV, you know. And And it was just, yeah. Of course, now we can, we do, and um, we now play Japanese games and NTSCU games because why the hell not? We're allowed to now. Indeed. So, yeah. TV yeah. just works, you know, monitors just work, signal 50, 60, yeah, okay, click, there you go, it's done, it's, it's switched. So, yeah, 
that's, that's why I play them. But uh, now I've got nightmares of Sonic in my head. God, that game is so slow. <laughs> and I never realised. I got like people like Mr. Cole used to come on my stream and say, what's wrong with it? I'm like, nothing's fucking wrong with it. It's fine. What are you on about? Play what are you this. talking about? Yeah. It's fine. Get, you play, can you play the NTC version? No. And then eventually I could and I played it. I'm like, yep, yeah, okay, that's fucked. <laughs> Old and ruined. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but, to, but in a in an interesting twist of fate, though, Sony are now getting their own back and they're now extolling the virtues of PAL games at, at 50 hertz all over the place. Yes. Um, with, of course, the, the PlayStation Classic and now as well their um, their new service that's that's just been unveiled uh pal games coming out on that as well yeah congratulations and master stroke uh, yeah why would you do that I, I know i know exactly why it's a language regional barriers there are less with pal because most pal come with four or five languages so you want you want to play mexico well it's okay spanish is included by default you know stuff like that so although no russia that's what we're not allowed to talk about russia never no, russia no, i didn't say that <laughs> They'll pirate it all anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they probably pirate this podcast. Um, I remember discovering PlayAsia, thinking it was a treasure trove. I've never actually used PlayAsia, uh, but I do know that people, I mean, there's a certain bookcase behind a certain person's head there that may have uh, had something to do with PlayAsia. So, yes. Yeah. I'd, um, just sort of going around. I did see one of the questions there about um, the first import I bought, uh, or we bought. The one thing that I bought from PlayAsia um, was a PSP, and this was when um, Japanese systems came out, what, a year before they got released in, in Western Shore. So yeah. buying a PSP was just about the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my hand from playing Game Boy games um, on friends, Game Boy consoles and stuff, and then having a PSP, it was just the most mind-blowing thing ever. Unbelievable performance and screen particularly. It's just, just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine was uh, actually the... Th I think it was... Yeah, it was the 3DO. Mine was the 3DO. You uh, imported a 3DO? Yeah. Um, nineteen ninety-three, four, four, probably four. Um, wasn't a child, so knew a few few more things. Plus, the internet was a thing back then, so kind of. I'm so nice than it is now. Um, <laughs> it wasn't as big, which is weird when you talk about things like the internet, which can be as big as you want. But it just what it was nice. It was a family internet back then, with gifts. <laughs> Okay, maybe not family internet, but anyway, so yeah, 3DO, um, I bought one on like day two of the, I think it was an American release first, which made it a bit easier because I didn't have to translate anything on the websites and stuff. So I imported a 3DO, the, the, the same model that I actually have now, but not the same machine, obviously. Although that one is also an NTSCU from America, so mm. you, you stick with what you know. So yeah, and uh, I actually never look back. I the 3DO is still one of my most favorite systems. It's still got some of the best games because it had the original Road Rash and Road Track Need for Speed. And as I mentioned many times, I was playing all these, and people get a PlayStation. They're like, "Oh, you should try it." This and like, "Yeah, I finished it a year and a half ago, mate." You know, I'm not backwards like you. 
Um, but he cost me a freaking fortune. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It, it was like 700 quid plus shipping, plus the games were at least 40 to 50 quid a piece. So, and back in 1994, 95, that's, that's a lot of cash now again, and it's a lot of cash back then too. But I didn't care. I was like, what else am I going to spend it on? You know? I always think, always thought that was interesting though, back in the, in the, early mid 90s when you got things like mega drive and super nintendo games that they they still retailed at 40 quid a shot or 50 quid a shot for for games then and it hasn't really changed that much now i know i know ps5 and series x are trying to push the boundary up to 60 quid to make that normal but um yeah but actually you you know we were paying 40 50 pound for for console cartridges back then which is an ex that's an extraordinary amount of money when you look back at it um i i actually when i was buying carts i never paid full retail price uh i don't know if it's because i come from yorkshire and everybody's cheap and has no money i don't know but whatever the recommended retail price was if it was 50 you can recommend you can guarantee we paid 35 you know, so if it was 35, you can guarantee we paid 25. So I never really paid that much for a brand new game. I didn't go in game and get them. I went to actual stores that, you know, tried to sell me shit instead of just tried to sell me everything for extortion price. Yeah. Was it Electronics Boutique? Electronics Boutique, was that, yeah. Was that, yeah. Was, that, was that an 80s Mega Drive one? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, 80s, um, 90s. Bo- yeah, Boutique might have been right at the end of the 80s before. Yeah. Um. God, when did they get bought by game? That must have been early 2000s, perhaps. I don't know. They, they were around for a while. Yeah. It's a while ago. When they got bought yeah. out, I do remember I not being in one of them forever. And I went in, I'm like, what's a game? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, all, all, nowadays, though, it, it doesn't compare as much as you think it is. Because nowadays, and I'm not going to get into this because this is not what this is about. Uh, but nowadays it's like, you know, there's your 60 quid game, but that's only half a game, really. You know, you're going to charge yeah. you 90 or 120 if you actually want the full game. So at least they didn't do that back then. Because yep. they couldn't. Agreed. They couldn't, not really, anyway. Yeah, yeah, agreed. What well, I think just sort of saying that and that the that cartridges were, were so expensive, um, I think when you you sort of chart it back a little bit further and and kind of home computer the the sort of the micro era of sort of 1985 to 87 you're still you're still in that era of um sort of 8-bit machines with a bit of 16-bit crossover so amiga mm-hmm. games kind of an st games kind of moved the price boundary up to sort of 20 quid maybe 25 for a for a game where yeah. where spectrum and commodore games amstrad were still sort of 10 quid you know some some filthy games at fourteen ninety five because they had a big box with them. Um, yes, but, yes. But largely, space race, you know, I'm looking at space race. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of thing of um, of actually the the price increase of systems was pretty sharp. Actually, it it inclined up to sort of forty quid pretty quick, and then it, did. it didn't really move, yeah. which was for years actually, which was a bit weird. I I noticed that nowadays a lot of people think gamers are entitled because suddenly, you know, we're not going to spend any more than 40 quid um, or $40 or whatever, 50 $60. Uh, 
But um, I don't think it's entitlement. I, I honestly don't think most games are even worth that nowadays. They just cost so much to make nowadays because people let the prices climb, you know? I mean, I know CGI is better now than it was in, say, 99. But at the same time, it's cheaper to make now than it was in 99. But for some reason, it costs five times more. It's, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I think gamers just, they just don't want it anymore, you know. It's it's yeah. like, I was happy to, when I started paying 699 for the old Spectrum tape or, or an Amiga game, I was perfectly fine with that, you know. But uh, then, as you say, it started to climb 30 quid in a box. I'm like, well, can you take it out of the box? I don't need the box. <laughs> I still don't need the box. All I want is the floppies. You know, stop giving me junk. I don't want that poster or that, you know, that CD of the OST. So I think that's what they do nowadays to hike the prices up. Mm. Back then, we... Workforces uh... work are so big, aren't they? So yeah. that's, I suppose that's why prices are so high. But yeah, as you say, that, let's not get into the, the game's half-finished release. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no games are finished. No piracy chat because we all know piracy killed everything. According to some idiots, um, going to kill this podcast later. You know, it will. It will. Russia's pirating this podcast. <laughs> yep. And uh, goddamn Putin, even pirating podcasts. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you wanted a snes, but the games were way too expensive. That's the reason why. Actually, now I don't buy. A, I don't want to switch. Also, the fact there's nothing on it I'm interested in. But as as pe- people have said, oh, we'll send you one. I'm like, why? I'm never going to buy a game for it. You will not catch me spending that amount of money on a stupid cart that you can't even lick. You know, so... Well, yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> don't feed your babies SNES carts. Uh, sorry, Switch carts, guys. Don't feed them SNES carts either, to be fair. Even ground at once. <laughs> more, they look a bit more like Farley's Rusks, but... yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And if you've ever seen a six-year-old Farley's Rusk, they taste like Farley's Rusk. So. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say back then it was better, but it was. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, you know, everybody's like, okay, boomer. It seriously was. It was better back then. Uh, things There was more choice. I mean, how many home computers did we have a choice of just off the top of us head into just one year 1982 i can list at least seven i can only list three consoles now so and i'm pretty sure there was probably another 14 on top of my seven so i mean 884 you've got bbc's you've got dragon 32's you've got the tandys you've got the amstrads you've got the spectrums yes i know amstrad a year later but still uh that's five You've got um, Commodores. Commodores. Uh, you jump to 86, you got, well, 85, so you got two Commodores, two two very different machines. Um, there was just so many. Acorns, exactly, yes. Um, Radio Shack, well, yeah, Tandy to me is Radio Shack. Um, and now you've got Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox. And that's it. It's and a mm-hmm. PC, of course. I mean, you had PCs back then too. So you had like twenty thousand varieties of PC back then, which you still do have now. To be fair, yeah, you still only got technically three platforms though, because the Xbox is basically a PC. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Ooh, Vic twenty. 
C16, C16. Mr. Cola can only name, uh, you have like five Commodores. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have five. Yeah, in that period, there's definitely at least five Commodores. Well, so. About the same time, aren't they? All still available. Yeah, yeah. And I know we can yeah. list things now like, oh, I don't want to say, can you say the F word? I don't want to say it. I don't want to do Latulence. it. No, no. The, the other, the, the worst one, FP. Oh, uh, F, F, oh, FPGA. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't believe You're you right. said that word. Yeah. I know you've got things like that. There's a million of those. It feels like there's a million versions of some kind of FPGA system or an emulation box all based around Android. Larum. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Larum. <laughs> hey, Hoffman, how are you doing, mate? Um, the mostly emulation box with nothing unique, indeed, indeed. So, and you don't need to, my bot's off by the way, so you can't do anything. Didn't need it for everybody trying to turn my lights red because they're expecting a rage induced FPGA rant. No, if FPGA existed back in 1980, do you think it would have been a thing? Do you think it would have killed? gaming and consoling and stuff i actually do because there'd be no variety i'd hate it i mean maybe fpga did exist but then i have no idea he's been very I, careful with this one i, I don't know I, I don't really know because I, I don't know what you would have what you would have done with it that's the point what you... what would you have emulated with it because there was nothing came before it i guess you'd have been i guess you've emulated in television on an atari yeah i suppose but we you're mm. still in the you're still in such a such a fledgling age where ev you know everything is either based off one chipset off a z80 or it's um or it's so bespoke and unique there's no um there's no sort of correlation be between them so yeah. Having having the power to be able to to do anything with those and the systems before then, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you. I think Emma, you, Emma you just couldn't do it, could you? Emma's kind of has a point. FPGA would have been a tool embedded into the consoles that allowed on the play expansions. That would have been cool. You know, the Mega Drive. Now you don't have to buy a thirty-two X. You just do what you do now. Take a ROM on it and go. Yeah. It would, have, on it. it would have probably been much more uh, much more successful as well. Mm. Sad that. Did you have a th ever have a thirty two X? I didn't. No. Um. And I was I was on the verge of getting one for um from a Japanese Mega Drive that I that in late only in later years um Mega Drive Mega CD and I thought I'll get the thirty two X as well. Um. But never never did never did. And even now the price you know you know. Paying for a Neo Geo, paying for carts, mm -hmm. a Neo Geo cartridges, that's that's a lot of money. I I still balk at the prices of 32Xs. I just can't do it. They are expensive. For, and they haven't for, got for, a lot going for yeah, them. For either. those five games that you will actually ever only play. You know what I mean? It's just it's just yeah. not worth it. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. But I must admit I still want one. I used to have one, it broke. Um I wasn't brave enough to try and repair things back then so it just got slung uh which breaks my little heart nowadays but it was probably something really simple uh and now of course you need like 300 quid or something to go and get one that's actually guaranteed to be working and then the carts are ridiculous if you want to buy yeah. the carts too 
Oh, yeah, it's very expensive. Piracy though, piracy and overdrives. God bless piracy. Yes, we we sail the good ship piracy here. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I just seen Spuckles was waiting for an FPGA emulator. I saw that, yeah. I, I, I chuckled to myself on that one. Uh, I believe there is technically kind of an FPGA emulator. Don't most modern PCs and old computers and stuff, some of the instructions are emulated in instructions inside the CPU, I think. So it's kind of an FPGA. I mean, it's not. It's not a programmable array, but it's kind of. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> implementing JavaScript so we could, oh God. Um, I don't, I'm just going to ignore that because I'm currently learning how to code in things like that. So, um, yeah, I blame these retro gaming channels pushing the prices up for us normal folk. All I have ever done is try and spread the love. And I have spread the love. It's like a thick Marmite paste. You either love it or you hate it which I hate Marmite, but I do love retro. So, yeah. Great metaphor. Well done. Yes, thank you. Your love is expensive. <laughs> I ain't no cheap side show hooker. I'm and brown and sticky, apparently, as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, Warski wants to know, what's your favorite system you don't own? Um, okay, so because this is more about nostalgia, what is, the, what is the system you don't own that you always wanted back in the day and you still want now? And why didn't you get it back in the day? Because I was seven. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. That's I think for a brief moment, for I'd say for a brief moment, maybe for a bit longer than that, an Atari ST actually, and that was down to my cousin again. So he went. He went. Um, he went down the dark path. He went from a 48 to a 128K, um, the toast rack edition, and then went to an ST, mm -hmm. um, whereas I diverted from his path and went my own way and got an Amiga and then hated him. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Never, never have super bloke. Bastard. Um, <laughs> he's not. He's a great bloke. Uh, but What's I that? He's in chat? Oh, cool. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um i think yeah the st probably because much like the spectrum where um looking up to him and the systems that he got was it was a seeing the st which he got a couple of years before i got the amiga it was a that was a oh my god you can do this now and that was the <laughs> first time i'd seen uh 16-bit systems and it was like christ okay now it's now things are changing now yeah. things are moving a bit um but now so, he looks back and he's like, God damn, I wish I'd have bought an Amiga. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Um, yeah, I think that was probably that's probably I think most of the others that I've that I've wanted, I've been incredibly fortunate to be able to get hold of the PC engine, um, the Neo Geo, which was always a pipe dream um yeah. uh for me. So yeah, I think I think the PC engine is the one from the magazines that I thought at the time, it just looked so. It it was light years ahead of anything else um, yeah. in the photos. It's like this, this thing can't be real, surely. And then obviously, obviously it is, and it is light years ahead of of most of the systems at that time. So yeah, fortunate. I think, I think for me, the biggie was always the PC Engine, which I now have. So we're just going to discount that one. Um, 
I always wanted, I always kind of was jealous of PCs when I had Amigas. I was jealous of PCs because I could see the way PC was growing before it actually grew and went in the, hey, we're just simply better um, <clears throat> because of expandability and stuff. So I was, I was always kind of like, because PCs were bloody expensive. Um, and so I always kind of wanted to experience that PC thing. I have done a little bit now with DOS and stuff, but still not in that period where like the two eight sixes and stuff like that. I would I would love it something like a full two eight six two eight six setup or a three eight six with the with the monitor and everything else, and that be an actual real time environment that's you know from back in the day. I would like to experience that. But at the same time, I don't have any room and I'm so I'm not going to. I know I'm not going to because I could just do it on my PC. But being that fan of that real hardware, so you've got that real IBM keyboard, you know, and that real Microsoft mouse and that real CRT even, you know, it's just, yeah. And the clunk of the disk drive and, you know, yeah, so, something like that would be would be mine nowadays, I think. Which is an odd thing to want to have such limited processing power <laughs> with games that weren't that good back then, you know, somewhere. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a transition period, wasn't it, of yeah. kind of coming out of the the sixteen bit era for for Amiga ST, yeah, um, and a bit of Archimedes, kind, I suppose. Kind of around post and in uh, Apogee type of times, you know, yes. with Broussard games and things like that. I, I love them. And to, I've played them, but I've not played them on a, a real 386 or 286. It would be nice to play them on that. If it could, I, I know very little about those things. Mr. Kohler's the uh, classic PC expert in, in our chat, I think, anyway. So I'm pretty sure there's some other people in there, too. So, yeah, I that, I think. Because everything else I kind of got. You know, I, I wanted a PC Engine. I got a PC Engine. Neo Geo. I got a Neo Geo CD so I can... It's not quite the same thing, but it's goddamn close enough. Yeah, I mean it's 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 still real hardware, right? It's the it's the yeah. it's the real deal. Yeah, it's uh, just it just loads differently. That's all. There is one thing I would actually yes, okay. There's one thing that I would really like, and I bet you're the same. And that's one or two very specific arcade cabinets. I would like Tron, and I would like iRobot. And I don't care if they're the only two arcade games I ever got to play. I would get so good at them because the cabs and the games are just my favorites. Maybe a berserk as well. I think if if you're going to go down arcade cabinet route, um, Star Wars arcade. Oh, the original line. Yeah. yeah. Sit down cabinet one. Yeah. Oh, that's glorious. Sat without, down. Yeah. Without a doubt. That is, that is the the pinnacle of arcade gaming for me it's it's what it's what i fondly remember i still love playing it um it's still yeah. i can you know, putting shivers down my spine thinking about the just being in the cabinet when the death star explodes and the sound and the feeling that it, it judders because the sound was so yeah. loud the big, speakers big were so boom, loud and you've got the type music yeah. it explodes and yeah it's just so good <laughs> Oh, just amazing. I would love one. Absolutely yeah. love one. And you, 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 yeah. you're going down the tunnel, down the trench, and use the force, Luke. And this horrible <laughs> voice that didn't sound anything like Obi-Wan. And yeah, it's like, what? 
because the speakers are here. They're in an arcade. They've been, you know, they're knackered. So it's tinny and horrible. And do you know my 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 most my one? It's going to sound stupid. This one of my biggest memories from the arcades is sitting down in that sit down cab and thinking to myself, X wing seats aren't comfortable. <laughs> Is it was just wood, wasn't it's it? A it solid was just... wooden bench. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, pardon all it at how all. did Luke do this? This is not nice. You know, maybe he brought a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> he was only short, so he probably yeah, did. he was only short. Yeah, yeah, he had blocks <laughs> on the accelerator pedals, didn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> or, or a stand-up outrun arcade cab, thinking, yeah, he's supposed to drive a car like this from behind while stood up. This is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they just—they didn't work very well. I don't, yeah. I don't think the stand-up ones. Just like oh, realism's out the window in this fairground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, techie yeah. guy, first time chatter. Um, wow, that was a lot of RAM for a four eight six. What was it? Four eight six DX two with forty eight megabytes of RAM. Wow. Oh, that's one you've got right now, Namco's. I presume that's a lot. I mean, 48 megabytes. Don't forget, we were talking earlier. We think 48 kilobytes is all you're ever going to need. So I remember spending. I remember spending. Um, uh, we we bought. Uh, we bought a 386 SX25, an Olivetti computer screen, base unit, and everything. It just about played X-wing. Just <laughs> it was a it was a struggle, um, and it had uh, it had a meg of RAM in it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I. I bought with one of my first kind of wages that um, that I had from working in a uh, in a factory when I was a nipper. I bought four meg of RAM to or to upgrade it to four meg of RAM for a hundred and fifty quid. Oof. That was basically the, my entire week's wages gone. Yeah, <laughs> but I got four meg of RAM. Then it played X Wing properly, <laughs> and then it was great. <laughs> oh, back in those days, uh, I used to go in the shop and I I used a bit bit more than that a bit later on than that you know buy buy sticks around for my 433 or something my k62 and i remember one of the you can't do it nowadays you go buy ram online you get it home it works 99.9 percent of the time it works but then you walked in a shop you go around he's like test it no that don't work test it no that don't work five five goes later a brand new ram oh there you go right put it in a bag there you go type thing that's you know whatever amount of money it was it's no wonder shit was expensive back then because nothing was reliable for one thing you know oh that guy over there he was in a thunderstorm 12 years ago it's gonna electrify these we need a static bag it's, it's gonna somehow ruin it so that was oh and now i'll crack open all my gear and i i may occasionally touch a plug but the chances of a static shock is 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 it seems to be much slimmer with modern hardware at least. So yeah. I mean it's, it's all really a good thing. Yeah. It's all enclosed and wrapped by RGB lights, isn't it now? So you can't you don't even see the memory stick, you just see the glory of colour. <laughs> and I'm not even lying, I'm looking at my RAM now. It's literally that thick to make up for the lights and stuff that's in it, you know. <laughs> you can spell out my name or whatever. <laughs> programmable leds on your ram yeah yeah programmable leds on a programmable ram in a programmable computer with a programmable array maybe i don't know <laughs> maybe not oh 
I think we all upgraded 16 megabytes on a 486. Wow, 16 megs. That's 16 meg. That's unbelievable. Yeah, 48k RAM. That's all you need. Where is he? He's not in here. This guy on Twitch called 48k RAM. He's like literally all you ever need. So he picked the perfect username. He only sends about eight chat messages though, because uh, then he's yeah, uh, then he's out. Uh, memory. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's buffering. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to reboot. <laughs> Yeah, text adventures on. Um, did, did you ever play on a ZX81 or a ZX80? Um, I didn't. No, I didn't. One kilobyte of memory, text adventures. Very short games. Very simple word choice. <laughs> I swear the whole you know N, not North N, Just S E W. Yeah. It's because you know. Okay, we've got to save everywhere. So. <laughs> It was amazing. I used to, I used to love my. Did you ever build anything back when you were younger, like retro? Well, it wasn't retro at the time, but computers and stuff. Um, when I got into, um, probably when I got into my first real job, I suppose. Um, yeah, but that would have been. I'd, I'd always sort of dabble with things on the, you know, fixing the one to eight k plus two, having yeah. to twiddle the azimuth on it every bloody week because um, certain tape didn't load and kind of messing around with it and stuff but I never really took things apart it yeah. was only really when, when I got to probably the era of 486's PCs um, and then I just fell off a cliff and went full tilt at it um, to a point of buying a ridiculous massive full height tower with about 8 slots for 3.5 inch drives and filling it full of <laughs> Scuzzy cards, cables, big okay. chunky scuzzy hard drives. You only like did that. it right if the hard drives are also on trays that you could access from the front and click and slide out. Did you do that okay. too? Some of the, some of them I did have. Yeah, Excellent. some of them I did have those. See um, that that's cool. That's a cool factor right there. If you couldn't there go, one... what's that? Oh, it's my hard drive. I'm taking it to my mates. <laughs> there was a there was one hard drive that I that I had was that was so big it took up. Uh, two and a half, five and a quarter inch bays. It was so big and heavy, and it weighed about eight kilos. It oh, was enormous. What was absolutely that? Absolutely enormous. I've never seen drives like that. I'll have to. I'll, I'll find you a picture at some point. It was absolutely enormous. Yeah, absolutely enormous. But I tell you what, it was bloody reliable. It lasted for years, probably <laughs> probably about fifteen years. See, I was going to say that's what she said, but reliable and lasted for years. They've never said that. No, so. no, 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 right. <laughs> Off the beach, right there. Yeah, it's a little bit. Sorry, innuendo is permanently mobile. I have a little thing in the back of my brain that is just if they scan it, it will just say this is the innuendo section. <laughs> Not everybody has one, but he does. <laughs> uh, first thing I ever built was a ZX80. So this was in 1980. I was 12 years old, and uh, there was not much soldering. But I did do some soldering uh, at 12. Now I can't because I'm like, type thing. I'm old and redundant. Um, but um, yeah, I, I remember building my ZX80 in a little white plastic. It was a horrible computer. This membrane-y touch pad blue thing that you couldn't like. It wasn't like beep, beep, beep. It was literally get a hammer. P, R, I. <laughs> That's probably why I was broke. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I built that. I put all the chips in it. You could just socket most of them, but I soldered them in there because I wanted to learn how to do it. Again, tech teacher. 
comp uh first year at comp and um he that guy was a genius thank that guy mr hall don't know his first name because he was a teacher and i was 12 13 years old mr hall if 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 he's out there anyway, he used to go to Rosington Comprehensive. Okay, he used to teach there. If anybody ever know, if anybody's ever sat there and they're going, oh, I know that guy, then please tell him thank you because it was literally him that got me on this whole shebang because it, it was his help taking it in, working out how to type something on a spectrum, working out how to solder a joint. So thank God for Mister. Back when teachers used to be reasonably okay if they weren't trying to cane you. Did you say? Did you say solder or roll? Solder. Oh, solder or joint? Sorry, I thought. Yes. No, not ro- came later. Much <laughs> later. Much later. Twenties. <laughs> Mister Kohler, Quantum Bigfoot. That was it. That oh, was... I've heard of them. Okay, I've never seen them. Yeah. They they are serious serious hard drives. Nice. nice. <laughs> Literally, the machine would shake when it would boot when the drive <laughs> when the platter started to go. It was it was quite a thing. Great. So, so that's what Sega copied for the Dreamcast um, spinning disc. Then is it? So yeah. that one actually levitates off because of the power it uses against gravity. Nice. Uh, used to have a Bigfoot drive fits in a five and a five five and a quarter bay. Sweet. Well, this must have, maybe it was an earlier version because it was definitely a it was a over well it was over two had to take had to use up three bays two and a two and a bit on the top. Yeah. I'll have a look. I'll find. I'll find it, and I'll uh, I'll post it somewhere. It's massive. Um, Ed's just come back with a thing. Mister Hall, assistant physical principal. Sorry, deep support, Rosington All Saints Academy. Yeah, it's an academy now. I come from a very rough area, so if he's got an academy, you instantly know it's rough. Deep support. I don't really understand what that is, but um, well, if it's the same Mister Hall, then he used to be the technology teacher when I was at school. So don't ask him if he knows Hitch, because he doesn't. I guarantee that much. <laughs> he's, he's only the teachers that never used to call me Hitch. Um, cool. I want to know what deep support is. I want to know what Mr. Holdy would do. I mean, we're doing nostalgia. Do you have any teachers that inspired you to do any of this kind of stuff? Or was it a case of God, no? I mean, you're a little bit later, so you must have had kind of IT stuff. Yeah, well, sort of. Um, I mean, actually, going back to an earlier question about uh, systems that not had that always intrigued me at the very least. We had an Acorn Archimedes, oh, uh, and which meant, of course, Lander, um, and not a lot else. But we used it in um, design and tech for for doing um, technical drawings uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and it was. I always thought it was still a bit of a step ahead of the um, the Amiga. I had a uh, A five hundred at the time, so it was it was always felt like it was a bit of a step ahead. Didn't have the library of games, or it didn't seem to. And at that that sort of age, games was you know that games were, were kind of the thing for me really. So, yeah. um, but it, it always it always intrigued me of as to sort of how powerful it actually was. Um, and then yeah, and then I didn't do any more design and technology, and the it kind of dissipated and that was it but that would be interesting that would be interesting i did also see dino um dinosaur mention about sam coupe as well yeah i saw that which was uh yeah that was a an intriguing system it was no no i didn't really know about it back then i found out about it 
not like recently, but a few years after. And I was like, wow, how did this pass me by? Because, you know, it was quite cool. Mm. Very, very cool indeed. But uh, I, I moved from um, Spectrums. I moved onto a BBC B, I think, in 84. Because uh, I was kind of used to them because they just got them in at my school about a year before I left. Um, so they, they were like, yes, super stuff. Did you, ever, did you ever do anything naughty on a computer? And by that, I don't mean watching fat, fat video, uh, slideshow, sorry, on the Amiga. I mean, actual naughty that would have got you into bother. What, take a dump on it or something? <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why did we go there? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, t- that's, that, that's, that's perverted computer porn. That is, that is just weird. <laughs> now, as an example, you know, the old um, cup modems on the BBCs and stuff. I've mentioned this on my stream before. I used to connect to um, the fire brigade in my village, got one of the first computer systems in there for alarms and alerts, and things like that. So I used to, um, I'd say hack. It was simply a matter of calling it. It was There was no security back then. So you find the number, you listen for the number that, um, you know, makes a weird noise instead of somebody going, how? Um, and then boom, connected up. Oh, look at this nice little system. Let's set off the alarm for that particular area right there. <laughs> Naughty. Okay. Don't do this at home, kids. It's also harder now. Plus, the FBI will come round. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. To be honest, I think um, maybe uh, you know. It, I suppose university time. It was a lot of people kind of playing games on the on the computers in the in the computer lab instead of doing the yeah. work they were supposed to be doing. Uh, that was that was just that was just things. education. That wasn't naughty. That was you know yeah. future game devs. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, but that's that's kind of as as far as it went. Um, started. I did actually in, in the um, at university. That was the first time really experiencing the internet properly. I think at in at, at Wolverhampton Uni, no less. Ooh. And um, a den of yeah. thieves. Sorry, a den of thieves. And uh, and and awfulness. The University of Wolverhampton. Go on, spill the dirt. Downloading Spectrum games, <gasps> ROMs. Oh my back god! In, back in the day, it was <laughs> it was just it was like I can't believe you can get some of these onto a floppy disk. It's yeah. like the old days. This was. I'm so I'm so proud of you home. right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, uh, Hoffman says, I was very naughty. Remove copy protection. Uh, blue boxing, AT&T calling cards on my parents. Wow, dude. You, you'd have been like me. You'd have gone into trouble for that shit. Luckily, you hopefully didn't get caught. How many years did you do in the local? <laughs> um, uh, I think he hacked the planet with an Atari ST. Probably, yes. I was under 18. Fuck the system. Yeah, punk power. All right. Um, do you remember? Do you remember a film called War Games? It's a stupid question, of course you do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Uh, apart from the, you know, do you want to play a game? Bullshit, because those systems were secure. Um, 
and probably didn't even have a back door to be honest but anyway um do you remember that one of the things he used to do was call up game companies through his computer and you could get access to you know prototypes and things like that sometimes they purposely yeah. left it there. it wasn't illegal they wanted you to do it yeah um that was real i don't know if anybody's ever done that but that was a real thing that they used to they actually covered it on no spoilers stranger things recently and um i used to do that too i used to call into you know like us gold and stuff like that and get access to various things it was it was fun it's good times. That was, so it that made, you, made you feel they left yeah they left open, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, they basically, you could call in through like the BBS number type thing, stuff like that. So you could yep. connect, but then you had to find the hidden, and it was fairly well hidden back door, or sometimes you called in a number that they never listed anywhere. But of course, back then it was very easy. AI operator, can you give me the telephone numbers for Team 17 in Sheffield? Yeah, okay, we've got one, two, three, four of them. The fourth one, inevitably, you could connect your computer to. Uh, and just used to dial in and they're like well done you've got access to our new game do you want to try and try on a level and you download it and play it so fantastic stuff it was really good i miss those days i miss the days of bbs's and you know freaking whatever <laughs> not streaking freaking <laughs> Uh, we used the internet for years with other accounts that a haxy friend got from phone companies. So, wow. Okay, so it's nice to know I was not... The only innocent here, really, is Mr. Bean. But uh, Sorry. He, he he did download pirate spectrum tapes. So he did. Yeah. Quite a lot of them. Bean, he killed the spectrum. <laughs> Ten years after it died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you use BBSs? Oh, by the way, how long you got? Run an hour and a half now. Um, I'm good for a bit. Okay. I'm, I'm still good for a bit. Um, oh. Did I ever use BBSs? Uh, not, not really. No, I think that, that again, that sort of that sort of passed me by um, a little bit. Well, that's sadly, the of, that's the end of that conversation. Then. Sorry, mate. Oh, uh, did you? Oh yes. Well, you, of course you did. You <laughs> said you did. <laughs> now BBSs, I used to, uh, but when I used to do it on my Amiga. It was 10 pence for a national call in the UK. And you could, I think it was like 10 minutes, which was an eternity on a BBS back then. Um, so you spend your 10 We used to go, there wasn't an ISP, no internet service providers. We, you, we paid, I don't know, 30, 40 quid a month. It was a ridiculous price uh, to access them, letting us access other things. So it was the internet, but it was less worldwide than it feels nowadays. It was still there, but unless they had access to it, you didn't get it. You didn't know it existed. So we used to pay this company, I don't know, something PLC or something, nothing related to the internet. I don't know if they ever became an internet service provider. Uh, we used to pay them for the, for the uh, rights to ring up their thing this was when the internet was being born and then we got access to certain things but the bbs i used to pay 10 pence for a national call i used to call a guy in portsmouth i forget his name all i remember is he used to fix lifts for a living so he should come here and fix ours because these guys who fix ours are useless um 
and we used to call in 10 minutes, down, FidoNet, connect FidoNet, boom, download all my mail, have a look at the board, play a couple of games, see if anybody's left any graffiti for you, you know, recatch your board, download all the news and everything else from like Spot and stuff like that. And, uh, and then just read it all offline, reply to everything that you wanted to reply to, you know, do that finishing move on that chess game you've had going for like two years now with somebody else on the, on the board. And then 10, 10 pence again, another national phone call, disconnect after five or six minutes. So it only ever costs you 10p. And, uh, and I miss those days. They, they were great. And you could download shit because it wasn't as big. So, you know, and we used to have um, ISDN at one point. So it was connect both lines and one to eight. I mean, hell, some people can't even do one to eight nowadays. So, you know, it's it was decent. It was it was fun times. Yeah. New, Newsnet, Usenet news groups. I was a member of some. I used to pay for one, um, pay like a five or a month, something like that. And uh, you could access some. Um, well, let's just say some files. And by that, I don't mean dirty files. I just mean piracy again. Oh. Did use um, I did use a couple of Usenet groups and IRC mm-hmm. used a little bit later on. Yeah. Um. So did did dabble did dabble in that. Um. IRC I think I probably learned the hard way. Um. Around when Quake came out, the original Quake came out. Um. Uh. I discovered the the hard way not to use a service like CompuServe or AOL. I can't remember which one it was, um, as a dial-up provider to then play those games for hours and hours and hours um, of an evening uh, for about a month because I think I got about a £185 phone bill um, at the end of a month, something like that. <laughs> Damn. Which was, which was quite a lot. When AOL came out, I used to use it. Um, I never liked CompuServe. But AOL, we paid, I think it was, was it called AOL Unlimited? I think. Uh, might have been. AOL I Online. We used AOL to spend a fortune back then. Yeah. And, um, and, and I could do what I wanted as long as I wanted. And to this day, I still miss AOL. I liked the, you can access the wider internet, as you know. But I liked the, the little family of things that you could do that was safe. You know, they were safe. They were family orientated. And at that point I had a kid. So, and it was just kind of nice to just dial it up. Everything's there. And then if you really needed to, you went out onto the, onto the world wide web. But most of the times I used to stay on AOL. It was great. You know, you've got mail. I still love you've got mail. It's fantastic. <laughs> if I could get that on my PC now as a modern version, I'd dump all this other shit and I just have AOL Mail. But it has to be like it used to be, but it has to also run on a a program or an app. Um, yeah, that's, that's nostalgia still with, uh, for me. Still with Joanna Lumley um, speech on it yes, as well. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are connected. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. <laughs> You've been disconnected. Can you get off the phone? <laughs> Yeah, I'm using both lines, woman. <laughs> oh, they were the days, man. You, you, you kids now, you got no fucking clue, mate. Uh, it's like when people have said to me, why do you like real hardware that's old and broken? It's exactly the same. There's something, we, I mean, maybe we're just sick in the head. 
Well, there's something weirdly nice and wrong, but right about about having this, you know, my dad wants to call me. I don't give a shit. I'm on the internet, you know. And I'm not actually quite sure how they ever got that message across, actually. Maybe it was, maybe he sent an email. I want to call you. Yeah, well, I'm on the internet. We can write an email. <laughs> it was just so good. It was just so good. Uh, back in the 80s, 90s, it took effort to get connected, uh, says Weather Johnson, or just use computers in general. This attracted a very certain type of person. Um, do you mean like a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was full of nerds, you know. It took me a long time to get my dad to use email because he's not a nerd, he's, he was a plumber. <laughs> so, well, yeah, it, it was true. I mean, the AOL communities, they weren't filled with um, like wags and, you know, thingy SUV driving mums or anything they are now but they weren't back then they were filled with me and Beanie and you know in your time kind of using BBS's and Usenet groups and that, that kind of stuff throughout throughout the early the, the infancy as it as it sort of grew um, yeah. was it as trolley as it is now because I mean define so trolley. many platforms just just full of arseholes and it's just not fun anymore um, it just puts you off using technology these days because it, it, it wasn't. Just... It wasn't no because I didn't think it was. yeah they had to first. I mean this was on Amigas that I used to use it like eighty six to eighty nine type of period probably was my most used. I can't remember exactly. Um, and the people that went to the effort to get on there, it wasn't like now where there's no effort. So it attracts the troll because they, they're thick and they don't know how to do anything. Um, but it was like, okay, I've got to have this. There's a certain expense to it as well. You can't just jump on with your mobile phone that you've virtually got for free. And, you know, you've got to connect your modem up. You've got to dial in. You've got to know how to log in. You've got to know how to make an account, which is a fucking nightmare on a BBS, especially nowadays. You know, and and then you've got to know the shortcut keywords to get to the graffiti board and to get your fucking Pop-Tarts out of the toaster, which is actually what we used to call Fido. Um, and, 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 you know, it was it was it was harder. So I don't think I think now I think it was better because people went to so much effort. They actually was like, oh, finally, I can talk to people who are like me. So they didn't go, hey, dickbag, you know, yeah. it was like. Hey friend, have you heard about the latest, you know, so and so type thing? So I think yeah. I think it was I think it was that, yeah. Uh, BBS connect creation, waiting for the sysop to approve. Yes, <laughs> and then you end up calling up my I think it was called Paul in Brist uh, in Plymouth. Sorry, like dude, can you please let me on this freaking thing? I've changed my account. Oh, you can't upgrade it. I've been working. You know, don't care. Don't have a life. <laughs> Keeping my life. <laughs> so yeah um you can still do bbs's now i honestly think you should oh you got amiga connect it get it online yeah don't do it on your spectrum i've done it i've, I've, I've seen it on spectrum work commodore 64 not bad but we don't want to use one of them so yeah well that's that one huh? ah that's there we go it. there you go i i i have been planning for a long time now at least three four years to make uh, a community bbs based around my streaming community which is all you guys as well 
um, and just you know so people can just log in and use it and have fun and stuff and uh, with no stupid waiting for 12 years for the sysop to read your mail that got lost somewhere uh, so yeah get get on it and then you can connect to ours you can, you can be the sysop yeah there we go <laughs> Anyway, be awesome. Yeah, someday the HP. I've been talking about this for a long time now. So it, the main reason I haven't done it is because it's not easy to make one for somebody who's never made one. Uh, and I tend to not have enough time and effort and being asked. So and now I've got even more on my plate. So, but I want to do it. I do. That'd be great. So if anybody can help, exclamation mark. Oh, that won't work. Join my Discord. It's click. It's linked below. And um, and talk to me in there. It'd be great. We can have basically, yeah. And then I could put on the BBS, and we can have Fido Net, and you can all dump your stupid emails because you know there's no spam on Fido Net unless I let it through, which I wouldn't because I hate spam. So we can all just use that. It'd be amazing. Oh, there you oh, go, cool. Mister Mister Coley, you you wonderful man. <laughs> Um, I have a question. It's a sad question, though. Mm. Some of the stuff you've got, retro stuff, it's not mm. working. Mm. You know, some of mine isn't. It's annoying. Mm. Uh, are you ever going to get around to fixing it? Or are you like me? Yeah, I hope so. I'm, right. I'm desperate. I'm kind of desperate to fix a few of the bits. Um, What's the one you want to get on most? And why is it oh, the Neo Geo? There's two. <laughs> There's yeah. there's two Neo Geo CD and my Japanese Dreamcast. The lens has, the lens died on my Jap Dreamcast, which has made me very sad. Particularly when I just bought some new games to play on it, um, and then it just it slowly died to death. And now it's now it's completely it's completely gone. So um, kind of a bit bit of hopefully just a bit of pot tweaking here and there just to just to get that sorted out. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see but yeah those those two cd based systems um yeah just they're a band they just break they, yeah. they just die such okay. a shame apart from the saturn which just seems to be absolutely bulletproof absolutely bulletproof i mean i asked at the beginning when i introduced you why is the zx spectrum the greatest ab computer why is the saturn the greatest console ever made one of the reasons is it's bulletproof. The other reason is we've already covered in this. Japanese game library is phenomenal. Third reason is it simply is. So, yeah, Saturn's great. Don't jinx it. Oh, that's true. Uh, you're not really into ODEs, are you? You don't really crave them? Yeah, no, not not really. Um, I don't think... I think for me I've always... Oh, it's probably stupid, really, but I've always fancied just it becomes it almost becomes a trophy when you get something new, new in inverted commas, but an original piece of software from the time, and just having that physical thing. It it, it comes back down to the vinyl thing, I think, of owning something yeah. physical. Re, you know, Spectrum games when you get a Spectrum game and there's an inlay sleeve to read and stuff. It's just. Yeah, it just you, you find some real gems and some lovely things in there, um, and I think it makes you play the games more a little bit as well. I think ODEs are um, 
and a, any kind of um, you know multi-system is, is kind of great for, for for chewing through the line, being able to pick and choose what you want to play. And there are times when I'm I'm sort of uh, it'd be it'd be great to have that, and it's really really hard to get hold of, and or it's really expensive. Um, yeah. Yeah. But when you do get something, it's um it's like can't believe I finally got this outrun on plus three. So I can't believe I've got hold of it, and I can't believe it works as well. That's that's the thing. I got to admit, outrun on that plus three is that, that was sublime. We're talking about Spectrum here for those people that don't yeah, know. Sorry, um, it's all right. I'm pretty sure most of them know, if not all of them. Uh, but you never know. There's going to be one person, and they're going, "Now oh, what?" <laughs> um, plus three is a a disc based Spectrum. Is it an actual disc, or is it like a magnetic tape that looks like a disc? It uses the Amstrad, um, the same disc as the Amstrad CPCs. Okay, okay, so it's actually a disc then. All right, cool. Yeah. And uh, Outrun is a bit of a nightmare on tape. I'm not explaining this to BD, I'll explain it to everybody else that doesn't know. Um, in that, you know, you pick a, a path, you go A, then B, then E, then F and stuff, and it has to load them in. So if it's not in the load order of a tape, you have to find it. Which is a pain in the ass because most of the time there's no like numbers that you can fast forward to, and if you fail, you have to freaking rewind it as well. And you know, whereas the tape, the the disc, sorry, just goes, oh, it's there, oh, it's there, oh, it's there, just like a normal floppy disk. So, non sequential order, which is uh, nice. It's what it's made for. It's, it's yeah. and I think it's kind of thinking about this more um, as well. The um, only the other day, just just. The plus three, in, and, and in fact, disk-based systems around that sort of time, it feels like could have been used to really future-proof the platforms in a in a in a very different way. Instead of just putting just yeah. putting multi-load games on there, um, so outruns a, a multi-load game, Gauntlet as a multi-load game, putting them on disk, absolutely spot on. But actually, devising games where you dump the memory and then or dump the contents out of memory and then load the next part of the game from disk because it's so fast. Yeah. You you just you sh- you know there should have been an opportunity just to expand the system by so much. Yeah. Um and and make it instantly playable and it just feels like it was a bit of a missed opportunity. It was yeah. such a shame. Um and playing outrun was really the the it, it was I can't believe how how quick and actually usable it is now on yeah. on disc. It's so different, such a different experience. If you've never caught Beanie's stream, his his name's in my chat. If he says hi or something, then um, you just click on his name and follow him. Don't click the heart. That's friend. Click on his name. Click on his name again and then follow him, uh, because he's such a great streamer. He streams things very similar to me. We we we're kind of along the same kind of you know we have favorites, Spectrums, Saturns. PC engine, Amigas, you know, he does some different things than what I do. And of course, we have very different styles, uh, but he's a great streamer and you should check him out and go look at his VOD of when he was playing Outrun and you can literally see the glee. He He's like, if he talks like this normally, he was talking like this. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, you see, they just loaded it so quick. And it was so good. It was like watching a 12-year-old first play. It was like watching him probably play a video game the first time he ever played a Spectrum video game. It was just like, yeah, 
and me being of a similar kind of nature i was i was very much in there with him and i was getting tears in my eyes even though i have no i've never even played a plus three i have no nostalgia for it at all i was like oh my god that's so cute and cool it was good. it's just yeah it's just when you and when you discover things like that um uh from what from what you've known i think and and you just you just discover a different way to do something or something that hasn't worked all of a sudden starts working yeah it's just uh you know it, it's it's an awesome it's an awesome uh, and in contrast to that, just a few weeks ago, I played it on my 128K Spectrum Plus 2 on tape. And I will never put that tape in my cassette recorder again. It so was horrible. a complete pain in the ass. You know, uh, press, press play to load next track. Five minutes later, nope, it wasn't that one. Let's carry on. Nope, it wasn't in there. And I'm just like, stop, rewind, you. <laughs> Uh, and I love my Spectrum, as most people know, and I love Outrun, as most people know. But combine the tape version together, and it's just no screw off. Maybe if I knew the exact route to take that it loaded them on the tape, maybe then. But even then, I think because it'll like you load the second it. row all in one go before you get to the third row. So if you're over yeah, here, it absolutely does that. Yeah, yeah. If you're over here, it loads it's, it's that. Totally one. sequential. Yeah. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six. It's, yeah, pyramid. It's yeah. upside down pyramid. It's um, yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah. So, what, what, why? 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 When you made the plus two, Lord Sugar, because it's your fault now. Uh, did you not give us a tape count? It would have been so, so much easier. So, much. but I can guarantee inside the tape, wherever it is, um, there's no like you know track. So and so is here. So you still have to find it. Stuff to find yeah. it, and then write it down on a piece of paper. Oh. Yeah. You know what? At least he had three. Ver at least he had three goes at making the plus two, and still didn't put a tape counter on <laughs> any of the bloody that's, things. That's true. That's very true. What yeah. Prick. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I suppose it's cheap, wasn't it? Really. They, they so. say that you know, saving money. It's like I saw um, a video today on um, uh, the Acan, the Korean console. It's called Acan or Acan. It's literally A dash C A N N. I think it is. Uh, the Super Acan, I think it was called. And um, it's a Korean console that never took off, that's supposed to be more powerful than the SNES Mega Drive. And on paper it was, but proves that that means nothing because it did not look more powerful. And um, that had uh, a thing. And the, the second model, to reduce the price, they removed the RF unit. Now, I'm sorry, but even back then, the RF unit was a quid. You know, a tape counter's a quid. It's not even electronic, the tape yeah. counter. It's just mechanical. Yeah, instead, of, I get it. Oh, yeah, okay, so you're not going to charge me $99.99. You're now going to charge me £100. I can go there. It's fine. Give me a fucking tape counter. <laughs> it's like, it's not expensive. It's not hard to, It's not chips. You know, you just get the shit. Even nowadays, you can still get them, probably. And it's just like, you know, oh, we didn't put them in because of the expense of a quid. On a hundred, sorry, a ninety-nine pounds and ninety-nine pence thing, charge me a hundred pounds and ninety-nine pence. <laughs> and I never understood this because it's expensive. It's not. You know, you get that that second VPU. That's expensive. Yeah, fine. That's that's thirty forty quid. Not a fucking tape counter. Come on, sure. That's not the, the next evolution of FPGA. Do you think um, emulating tape counters? <laughs> that's. Uh, 
Well, knowing the FPGA people, it will be a separate unit powered by FPGA with a digital display and some some funky Bluetooth reboot button or something to reset it. And all of the FPGA users will literally suck it up and buy it for £100. Because, because. Came to a conclusion the other day. This is not nostalgia. This is just bitching now. Um, <laughs> FPGA users are basically uh, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. They're going to be knocking on your door next. Can we interest you in our Lord and Savior, the FPGA? Fuck off. <laughs> That's what they do. They come in my stream all the time. You could play it on FPGA. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to ban that word. <laughs> So we don't want to know, I'm not a vegan, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, I'm not an FPGA. You are lumped in with religious freaks. Sorry if there's anybody out there that is one, but you have some weird things like giving blood. And, um, and find, is it them that found the golden book? I can't remember now. And, uh, and, and vegans. Vegans can be perfectly nice, normal people, but some of them insist on telling you they're vegan and nobody else cares. So I'm done. <clears throat> Is there anything you would like to ask your bitchy host today about? I, I think one thing I'd, I mean I'd like to say is um, it's it's your fault that you got me into the Saturn actually. So um, thank you for that. You're welcome. It's, it's not really not really a blame thing, is it? It's yeah. it's a. Did I really get you into? I mean, I know I've sent you. I know I fed your addiction. Yeah, you have. No, you, much you to your started. much to your uh, resentment. I think sometimes. <laughs> Um, no, you you pretty much um, you pretty much started it. So um, yeah. Oh. yeah, thanks for that. That's yeah, that is welcome. just it's a discovery that I'd never I'd never even really contemplated until um, until I'd seen you streaming it. So it was um, yeah, it's just such an amazing system. It really, really is. So if you've not tried it, try it because it's great. It is. It's amazing. And you can buy a Fenrir, which is like 110 pounds, mm. and you never have to buy a game again. I'm a huge fan of ODEs. Uh, because I like real hardware, but I will also go for the convenience of loading in my system without having to have a stack of... Sh I, I don't have room for some shit. I want to collect Spectrum. As you can tell, I've kind of started. Um, but I don't. there's not much I want to collect, really. Because if I collected... I think I have 30 or 31 systems now. If I collected games for everything without ODEs, I'd literally be... Well, I'd be divorced, for one thing, again. Um... <laughs> And yeah, it, it it just yeah, it just wouldn't work. Just wouldn't work. So I like ODEs. So and uh the one of the reasons I buy ODEs, you were saying you like that physical thing, which I do on some systems, and I have a div which is kind of an ODE from a spectrum, but I still prefer playing from tapes on this particular thing. Uh but one of the reasons why I like ODEs is tapes tend to be a reasonable price. Yes, there are some out there that are stupid priced. Uh but they tend to be a reasonable price. Um, and something like a 3DO game. I went and bought my ODE for 3DO, which was 150 American dollars. So pretty cheap, really. It's been more expensive now. And I was just like, okay, so I can buy this or I can buy half a game. And this allows me to have every game. Piracy? I don't care anymore. You know, it's not like Trip Hawkins is getting money for any game I buy on 3DO now. So... Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I like ODEs. Still original hardware too, so 
just technically copied original software. Um, do you have um, do you have any systems that have followed you all the way through um, from when you bought them originally? Have you got any systems that are still your forty eight k? Yep, mine. Fantastic. <laughs> still mostly works. Does require it. <laughs> the the M M one is it M one line or M two line is broken on the Z eighty, but that's because Clive Sinclair was a cheap bastard, uh, so it is literally his fault. Uh, and I can replace it, and I think it's like eighty pence. <laughs> but I never got around to it because thanks to you, I got my one two eight K plus two. So you kind of pushed me in that direction, a bit like you with the Saturn from me. You pushed me that way. So eternally grateful for that because it is the greatest system ever, along with all the other greatest systems ever, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Spectrum 48K is the only one. Yeah, just that. Um, even my Wii's aren't the Wii's I originally had. The Dreamcast, no, no. The Dreamcast is only my second ever Dreamcast. Like Mega Drives, it's like my fifth or sixth and stuff like that. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, that thing behind me, which is appropriate given that that thing behind me is pride of place. So you know, really? yeah, it still works, but it's got dints, a few dints. It happened forty years old. You know? I was going to say, it's been, it's been used though, right? So that's oh, the... it's got used a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's got <laughs> used a lot. Pla <laughs> it's all good. Planetoids first saw it, the first beta on that. So it wasn't even called a beta back then, but, you know, so yeah, there's been a lot of things on that thing. It's 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 seen it's seen things you people wouldn't believe. Bad, bad machine code off the uh, shores of Gremlin. <laughs> I was trying to think while I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. R-type loading so, errors, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen a lot of them, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, that it, I say it does work. It's just the expansion card on the back won't. Uh, and it is actually, um, it's modded now. It's uh, it's composite modded from RF. Uh, Emma did that for me because shaky hands, otherwise I would have done it. Um so I can plug that into this right now, but if I plug my, obviously I don't have an external tape deck, and if I plug my div into it because the expansion port's blown because of the Z80 line, then it won't work. So, yeah. But that being broken is the reason that exists. And the reason this exists is because that's a pile of shit. Um, <laughs> Great keyboard. Yeah, it's just... What's the Not. most, yeah, what's the user interface on a computer like a Spectrum? The keyboard. That has the worst keyboard ever. So ZX Spectrum Next owners are currently sat there going, yeah, we paid far more than you and we regret it too. <laughs> I've got the revision two of the next, coming in the next five years, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, I too will be very sad. Um, but I think, you, presumably, you can plug in a, a USB keyboard. So uh, I'll, I'll stick in yeah. a mechanical keyboard for it. I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's FPGA, isn't it? Of course. So. Yes, it is. I actually, I, I backed an FPGA device just the other day. I actually said, I think it's FPGA. Um, I actually said the uh, Retro Tink Five uh, is, oh, yes. is 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 hitch recommended. So, and then I was like, shit, did I just recommend an FPGA device? <laughs> So 
Even I will bend my rules for something as good as the Retro Ting 5. That is very, yeah, very nice. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Collar wants to know what's your favourite shmup on the sign. He thinks he knows the question. Uh, I think I know it too. Um, Fact, wait, before you answer. Before you answer. Wait. I'm going to write this down on a separate piece of paper. And we're going to see if I get this right. Because this will see, it could actually, as I'm thinking it now, there's so many, you could have other ones. Uh, I'm not, not going to do a dick move. I'm not going to say, like, Pixels has just said, Space Invaders. <laughs> I've, I've got to say, right, the Saturn version, when um, there's a double pack of Puzzle Bobble 2X, I think, and Space Invaders, um, Taito double pack, which um, I thought, oh, lovely little shiny version, satin, satined up version of Space Invaders. No, it's the 1980 <laughs> coloured background version of Space. It's just fucking Space Invaders. Yeah. Like, oh. Which, for the record, <laughs> didn't have a coloured background on the video display. It had a overlay on the screen. Thing, yeah. So it's it's not even original. It's, it's not even original. <laughs> no, it's, it's not real. It was literally black and white. <laughs> You can you can make it black and white, so you can make it original. But it was it was like oh, such a disappointment. But, but I thought that, that's the working get... men's club version where it got ripped off after having too many beers spilt on it, though. So <laughs> played on many of them. The X version or something nice, a bit something a bit shinier, but no original Space Invaders. Yeah, never mind. So that's um, not your favourite. It's it's not. No, I mean I do love it. I think it's a great game, but it's not. Um, it isn't my favourite. Um, so yeah, not a. Not a dick move answer. Um, Battle Gregor. <laughs> Boom. It does say backwards. I know Beanie. I think Beanie's seen it backwards. But it does say oh, I can see it forwards. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yep. That does say Battle Gregor. Yes. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I think everybody probably knows that. I'm not sure if I'd mentioned that before that it's uh, It's probably my favourite shoot up. You might have mentioned that. You might mention that as much as in the last two days I've mentioned. Do you guys know that I'm getting original new old stock Japanese fat PS2 in white? I may have mentioned this once or twice too. And this guy's sending it me, so. <laughs> With a rather knackered looking pad, but we don't care about that. I think the pad's all right. I think it's just the cable. It's, yeah. It looks weird. I, I don't quite, I don't quite get it. picture around the edge on the buttons, the triangle buttons. Oh, is it a bit framed around there? It looked, it looked like somebody had been chewing on it or something. <laughs> so I think some kids started going, rum, 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 I'm hungry. <laughs> but that's, I've got like seven DualShock 2s. They're all black, I think. But yeah, that's fine. Can, it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the system that matters because that's what it people are going to be looking at. So It looks incredible. It looks absolutely unbelievable. Can't wait for that to uh, to turn up. Okay, on the spot, top five. Let's give me the last question. Top five cool. retro systems from your personal past, not that you have got into now. Top five's a lot. Let's do top three. Um, from my personal past. Yep. I think that's pretty easy. Um, actually, oh, is it? <laughs> Don't have um, to be in order. Don't have to be in order. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Because that's impossible. Um, Spectrum, without a doubt. Yep. And I would say the one two eight over the forty eight, simply for the um, for the AY music 
which yeah i think probably changed quite it just changed my outlook on computers a lot that did um so i'll go with that um i would probably say the sega dreamcast from a console point of view mm-hmm. um it was like a it was almost like a sort of a two-year love affair with the sega dreamcast i spent an extraordinary amount of money on it and yeah. and that was mainly because the library was so good for such a short space of time of release um and it soul caliber i mean the soul that, still burns it just does i mean yeah. seeing that on a screen <laughs> anywhere and it's like ugh, just just gotta get it and that that just blew me away what a machine my favorite um, my favorite fighter sorry 1v1 fighter soul caliber soul caliber the original on dreamcast favorite nothing I even comes agree close. with that without without a doubt i think i think it's amazing um and i think it's probably probably got to be the amiga i think okay we vary we do differ we do <laughs> differ so mine is spectrum saturn amiga so I, i'm i'm gonna put I mean, it's very very similar to Sega consoles. Similar, yeah, <laughs> you know, one generation over the other one. But uh, yeah, Saturn for me. I, I love my Saturn. So you I'm can invite this one back. <laughs> so yeah, it's genuinely yeah. good. I never had one in, in in the day because it's it's been such an amazing discovery. And I, I think I'm very fortunate actually to have discovered it later on in life as well because I've got I think just rose tinted spectacles plus. A, a much more varied outlook on gaming from that kind of era. So actually seeing yeah. what it's capable of um, in reference to other systems, I think, has been pretty fortuitous. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing system. It is. Um, I'm, I I owned one back in the day, as I've just said. And uh, I always thought that it's weird. Okay, I lived in this weird kind of bubble, and I don't mean a personal bubble, but I mean the region I was in. I mean, you just heard about the high school I went to. Uh, so you got an idea where the region was. And for some reason, the main town around there, the Saturn, was popular as all hell. Uh, if you went to somebody's house, and it wasn't just because it was my bubble and people I knew, I could just walk into a game store and everybody was buying Sega Saturn games. The PlayStation one, two or three people. Rest of the world, I think, was very much the opposite direction. You know, 100 million PS1 owners, 12 million sales on Sega Saturn. Um, but for some reason, my hometown, it, it's and, and everywhere sold them. I bought Panzer Dragoon Saga and I still own the same Panzer Dragoon Saga. I bought it for something like 30 quid. And I remember the shop was selling it and it had at least six copies. And this was apparently a game that was so expensive now because nobody ever really sold it. And I'm like, well, they did around me because every shop had half a dozen copies. And it was, it's, it's like, and we got the Pong, like I said at the beginning. It's weird. It's like this little South Yorkshire town was like the gaming hub of the fucking UK. It was insane back then, at least. Uh, for, for like 20 years, we always got the things that apparently nobody else really got. So I don't I go. All my mates had Saturns, you know. So we used to swap games. We used to go down the marketplace. The biggest swappy section was Saturns. 
you know it was just nobody nobody really bought playstation i bought playstation like six or seven times because i hated it and i liked it and i hated it and i liked it constantly but saturn i only ever bought one kept it and yeah that's why it's still my favorite console to date i think pc engine's kind of in there now neo geo cd's kind of in there now i think it'll always be the sun so yeah no, even the coked up southeast everyone was playstation i can imagine you southern pussies doing that yeah <laughs> like in where where i was when the saturn came out around the um i was in the midlands at the time and there was always at the front of dixon's curry's game shops it was saturn at the front but everyone gravitated to the playstation stuff um mm. i think i was still in i was very much in sort of pc gaming mode didn't actually own a console until i bought um until i bought my dreamcast that was the first console I, uh, that i actually bought huh so. that's weird i mean yeah i remember going in comet or whatever and it was it was the same it was saturn and playstation huge stack of playstation but everybody was buying saturn so you know it's like massive wall of playstation of saturn and everybody was congregating i mean maybe it looked more because it was such a small section but everybody seemed to be buying more saturn so and i certainly was and for some reason the sound was also cheap compared to the playstation even though the playstation was cheaper globally and worldwide than the sun so i don't know i don't know i don't know what happened what went wrong or what went right for me but um just imagine if I'd have lived 20 years, 20 years, 20 miles north or south, I'd have been a PlayStation fan. Oh, I like the PlayStation 2. Great machine. Yeah, it's just not as good as the PS2 is a fantastic machine. Yeah, I like the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, 2, also, yes. I don't really like my... That's not true. I, I've, I've tried... I've tried explaining why i never play my dreamcast anymore so i was looking up at it and i don't know it's i think the best way i got to explain why i don't really enjoy it now and it used to be one of my favorites and now it's just it went to second it went to third it went to fourth it went to fifth it went to sixth and it just climbed all the way down my pile and i think it's for the same reason that whilst i like 3dfx games i don't really like how 3dfx games look they're a bit too it's like you take a Saturn game and you just smooth it out to the point where it's a little bit bland. I, I can't explain that to somebody who doesn't think the same. I like the jaggies. I like the, if you notice, the pixels. So that's why I like the Saturn game. It's like Sega Rally 2 over Sega Rally. You know, one's smooth brown, one's glorious color in pixels. You know, it's just, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, I, it's weird. I, I get what you mean. I think I think in that around that era, it was just trying to make everything 3D affectable or power yeah. VRable in in the Dreamcast case, and it just that it, it, I think they they over oversold it in some cases. Games like Soul Reaver and things like that, as an example, they just look um, too yeah too too smoothed off. I think is it's probably yeah. probably fair to say pixels pop. A bit more, don't they? It's more, yeah. it's yeah. more obvious. The definitions and the definitions more obvious. So yeah, I kind of, I, I get it. I, I understand. Um, with the Dreamcast, it's nowadays it's very much the Japanese library again yeah. of new things that um, that I'm I'm discovering as a um, sort of the second time round. But still have the love for 
um, such a great set of games that came out to start with. Yeah. I'm sticking by that, and yeah, damn you all. <laughs> Still love it. <laughs> well, we're going to agree on one thing: no matter what the system is, unless it's a Spectrum, the Japanese game library is better. That's it. <laughs> if you don't believe us, try them out, and don't worry about language difficulties. There are plenty of them, so you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but there's also plenty that aren't. Uh, right, I think we're done. That was that was a good two hours. That was a good chat. See, oh, mate, awesome. and you were like, "What are we going to talk about?" We've we've we barely <laughs> shut up in two hours. <laughs> I, I had, mate. I had no worries. I, I thought it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a banker, wasn't it? Yeah, it is a banker. Not talking about retro jobs are good. Yeah, definitely. Um, guys. That was, please, please give a round of applause to my very first guest on this show. Don't bother using the bot commands to do it because it don't work. Um, Mr. Beanhead81, go follow him, go check out his streams. When are you streaming next? Um, could be as soon as tomorrow night. Okay, uh, then go check him out tomorrow night, which is after my stream. So that's perfect timing. It might even be a bit too late after mine. It tends to start a bit, or I tend to finish a bit earlier these days because I have code to learn and things like that. So, yeah. Tend to start a bit later as well because. Yeah, you go on till 2 a.m. It's like, how do you manage it? And then you're up for work. And I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I can't even do that. And I work here. <laughs> rum. Yes, rum. <laughs> Um, right i hope you enjoyed the chat uh thank you very much for being here dude as ever i love you and uh like a bro and uh i value our friendship massively completely and utterly i am devoted to you sir 100 percent reciprocate mate yes. thank you very much for the invitation um it's been much fun as i uh as i, as I figured it would be it's been really good to chat again mate cool right well, and, gonna... and thanks ever so much um and Thanks to everybody in chat. Uh, yes. Welcome, Dazza. Yes, <laughs> it started. Uh, and uh, at some point, we are going to get Dazza in here. But if you guys want to jump in, okay, Mondays, what time did I say? 7 p.m. my time, 6 p.m. you time. Yeah, UK time. Mondays, 7 p.m. If I can get the guest, then there will be a show every Monday at 7 p.m. called 1v1, part of the Hitchy Post podcast. This will go up on the Hitchy Post podcast website, so you'll be able to listen to it on Spotify and all those things. Um, if Beanie don't mind, anyway. Um, I'm assuming he, does. he wants to he wants to sex oh. sex up the uh, the ladies with his voice on the podcast. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what, Vicky? No, sorry. <laughs> um, so. In my Discord, um, in the Hitching Post uh, section, or in the general section, if you can't post in that, please say if you want to be a guest, I will talk. We will make room for you. I don't care if you're a musician, a book writer, a dev, a garbage disposal man. As long as you like something to do with retro, be it clothes, records, games, playing, making, creating, or just have some memories. If you're 21 years old, chances are you're not going to have much fun in my chat. Um, you've got to have memories. You've got to have a, basically be old. Okay. If you're old enough, you're all right. If you're over 35. Right, guys, I'm going to stop. I Oh, 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 raid. You, you get to lead the raid. So you get to tell us where we're going. Uh, Mr. Bean, do we know anybody that's actually oh, streaming? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, what's happened? what's happened to my webcam? Why is it stopped? Yeah. Hang on a minute. Oh, no, it's back now. 
and it stopped again. Oh, does that have to be highlighted? What the? That's weird. Okay, hang on a minute. There you go. Apparently, that has to be highlighted by the looks of it. Can I now click on it in here? Oh, there you go. It works now. That's weird. Okay. Right. Um, yes. Find somebody to raid. Who are we going to raid, dude? What about Nag Graham? Nag Graham. Okay. Let's go raid Nag Graham. We're going to raid G. He's playing oh, horrible Amiga games. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> go elsewhere then. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so if you want to lead a raid, all you have to do is come on this this particular stream and you'll be able to. Uh, guys, the raid message is whatever Beanie types in chat next. <laughs> 